0: Hello and welcome to Connected, episode three hundred and seventeen. It's made possible this week by our sponsors: Squarespace, Mac Weldon, and Pingdom. My name is Stephen Hackett, and it is an odd episode, so Mike Hurley is announced first.
1: Hi, hello. You this no. I was waiting for you to go for Federico. I, d, d, am I supposed to say something?
0: I don't know. Be like, "Hey, Stephen, how are you? I've missed you since
1: last time I spoke hello, to you." Hello, Stephen. How are you? I missed you.
0: I'm pretty good. I miss you too.
2: Oh,
1: that's nice.
0: And we're joined by Mr. Federico Vettici.
2: Hello. Hi. How are you? See, See that's polite. the
0: way you introduce yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. I also have an opening statement.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, look at that, then.
2: I'm very hungry.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good statement.
2: Yeah. Just a statement. I didn't say that it was a topical statement. Just a, or a statement. Or a good one. Yeah.
1: I'll edit out the...
0: Stomach noises. Thank you. Is that how a stomach sounds? Sure, no. sure. <laughs> we have some Ricky's follow up
1: that we got to deal with. Let's read the rules. <laughs> do you mean read them? <laughs> do do no, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do we no. have
2: Ricky's today? No, we don't have Ricky's today, right? I mean, who okay.
0: knows anymore? Uh, but first, many people want us to do three normal rounds and then the risky picks. They say that just the two picks makes it too easy.
1: I was in the shower today Oh, thinking and arguing with myself and the audience about this notion. Okay. Because I'd read the, the show notes in the morning and then it popped into my head later on. That there are people that want us to do three normal rounds and then also have the Rickies. And then the Flexies. And then the Flexies. It's a bad idea because then we're just becoming regular predictions show, right? Mm-hmm. The whole point of the rickies is that the risky pick means win or lose. Yeah. Right? And if we have more points, mm-hmm. there's more opportunity to win without exactly. the ricky ever playing a part in it. Like, Agreed. Having the, there be three total Is it three total points? <laughs> Who knows? Read the rules. Is it three total points? You can, Three you, total points.
0: You can walk away with four Three. points if you get four. round one and two correct and you're risky,
1: right? But you can then also lose. You you lose one point, so you can end up anywhere between one to four. Zero. And I and, think if
0: we zero, and, yeah, yeah, one and four.
1: Yeah, uh, if you get anything right. But then you know, if we add in another one, it, it ends up with the ability for people to more easily win without the ricky being involved i i like the way it is because as well then we're just doing three rounds of regular ish picks as well which makes it like every other predictions show that you're going to hear in the week leading up to wwdc well i added an extra w in there um wwdc uh, or any event right so I like it the way it is we like it the way it is there's a reason for it um yeah i'm afraid it's too long it. of
2: an explanation the thing is the rules are right and many people are wrong
1: clearly the rules have undergone a lot of uh, debate and discussion it you know obviously really? this stuff doesn't just happen naturally <laughs> uh, we believe our look, system it, is correct
2: look it's not like even we came up with the rules right i I, I think I remember there's a quote from Bono uh, before the days that he became friends with Tim Cook. And he said something along the lines of that when he wrote songs, it was like God entered the room. Right. And in a way, the Bill of Ricky's was written this way. It's not like Mike and Steven and Federico individually came up with the rules. It's like a presence walked into Ricky. the podcast. The, pr-
1: the presence was Ricky. <laughs> Ricky came Ricky,
2: in. Ricky, uh, this figure, walked into the conversation and we were blessed with the rules. With the rules. So how can you argue with that?
1: You also can't be upset at us because it was all seeing Ricky that yeah, gave us the rules. So.
2: Be upset at Ricky, like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do.
1: Wow.
0: Sorry. So so yeah. So that settles that we three are in agreement on this. We've we've talked about this ourselves uh, several times in the past, and yeah, it it the, the big thing is it demotes the strength of the of the Ricky pick, the risky pick, the Ricky's Ricky pick. And that should be like a grenade going off in your picks. So that's what we want. All right. We did, I know this is unusual, but on occasion, we update the rules for the Rickies. Mm -hmm. Every every seven or eight years, we tweak something. Mm -hmm. And there is a PDF document of the Rickies uh, that was created by uh, listener Mathis. And it has been updated with... Some of the changes we made, but as Mike
1: pointed out, I think they have a little Matthias. more work to do. Uh, yeah. So Matthias had actually. This is kind of unfortunate, really. Uh, you may remember Matthias had created a very, very beautiful looking uh, document. That we uh, that looks like a you know the obviously original document uh, on nice uh, old parchment paper or like that paper that you stained with a tea bag when you're a kid or coffee granules I guess if you're an American um, uh, and this is kind of you know <laughs> the rare occurrence that we do update the rules. Uh, Matthias had given us a new version of the rules, including all of the um, flexi amendments, on the morning of our last episode the 14th where on that episode another amendment was made (laughs) so unfortunately this document is only partly correct because the newest amendment is the idea that the uh picks are valid from when the event begins not when Mm -hmm. the episode ends Mm -hmm. so Mm mm-hmm sorry <laughs> please do more <laughs> we love you i guess thank you Matthias. we'll put the link in the show notes it's very beautiful to read through mm-hmm. but it's incomplete
0: i'm super glad none of us got
1: the rules tattooed on our legs like we talked about yep and i'm also really i mean of course we're not going to have to do this again soon so i can't imagine there being any more uh rules <laughs> well, to well. With, so i think we're fine there i mean there's definitely one more event right Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's one to be one in November. Yeah. I would like to just again put uh, my flag in the ground. Uh, I reckon it's going to be the 10th.
2: November 17th. Well, the event, yes, the 10th. I think it's so.
1: either the 10th or the 17th, right? I think I feel the release,
2: like- o- OS release is maybe on the
0: 17th.
1: Oh, you know what? I bet it's going to be the 10th of the event, because if they release products at the end of the week, they're going up against Black Friday if yeah. they do it on the And 17th. then
0: American Thanksgiving's right after that.
1: Well, no, Black Friday is after right Thanksgiving. Right before,
0: yes, it's all together in the soup that is the end of November. <laughs> it's
1: almost like they're connected. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the name of the show. Hey-oh, puns. Yeah, so I reckon <sighs> November 10th. Brance is saying, isn't the
0: 17th a Saturday? I don't know. How, how, there's no way to know. Brance, I don't know what month you're looking
1: in. You're looking at the 17th of October, which was a week ago. <laughs> the chat room has lost it. Yeah,
0: so Apple event, we're thinking Tuesday, November 10th. Yeah. I could go with that. It's the day before Veterans Day. We got, got
2: I that going for will us. only believe it when Twitter user love To dream will tweet it. <laughs>
1: the known yeah. leaker. As in my dream, to.
2: Apple event, November 10. I'll only believe like
1: it when the invites go out. How about that?
2: Mm, well, mm. look at you, Mr. Fancy.
1: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs>
0: Federico, your review has been out in the world for no, a week. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How, how'd it do? Like, Do you have anything you want to share now that it's been uh, up for a bit?
2: It went really well. I'm really happy with it. The numbers are looking good and the... The page views are looking good. The CDN costs are looking horrible. (laughs) Uh, So that's a good sign. Uh, And the club signups are looking really good. So I'm I'm happy with it. Obviously, um, I I think a lot, you know, I've seen a lot of comments from people on Reddit and Twitter say, I'm not interested now uh, because I've been using iOS 14 for a month, which I think it's funny because you're still tweeting about it. So I guess thank you anyway. Like if you quote tweet my tweet about the review, saying, I don't care about this, you're still sharing my link?
1: Yeah, it's much so, appreciated.
2: So thank you anyway. Uh, but I think the experiment has been successful in the sense that people still paid attention, I guess, and th- that's a very good sign. And obviously, like, ideally, I-, I would like to go back to publishing on the day that iOS comes out, and I'm going to try next year. But now I know that... Even if I'm not able to make it by launch day, it's still going to be fine. Even a month later, like not even a week or two weeks, I published a month after the release of iOS 14, and it's been fine. Because these reviews have their own audience, I guess, at this point. So yeah, I'm really happy with how it went, and I was really tired the, the next couple of days, but then I needed to go back to work. So sort of a, that energy from the review crossed over into the iPad Air review. Which we're gonna talk about later, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with it, and and people really responded well to the graphics that we did and the animation, the 3D graphics and the animation which we discussed nice. last week, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the, also the response to the eBooks that we've done multiple eBooks that was really positive. So I think it's something we're gonna continue doing, especially extracting some tips. Some specific features from iOS and iPadOS and turning those into a second ebook just for people who just want to know those details. So uh, it went well and we're really happy. Oh, that's really good. That's really
1: very good. I'm very pleased.
0: Mike, it is time for your tvOS review.
1: Unfortunately, not. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. I know. Well, look, the iPhone 12 embargo is up, so we need to talk about those. And then I guess next week, At least some of us here will have some phones. We'll talk about that later in a little bit, I think. Uh, And then also, upon the request of a friend of the show, enemy of the show, Jason Snell... Uh, Jason recommended to me on upgrade this week that I wait for fourteen point two because confusing. there are some changes coming to TVOS and like the HomePod and stuff. That's probably a, a a good thing to wait. So I actually think it's it's probably for the best to wait for fourteen point two to come out now, mm-hmm. um, so I can have a really comprehensive uh, review. Comprehensive. 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 Full. Of features. To be honest, though, it is worth waiting because I still don't even think YouTube is 4K yet. It's coming. <laughs> I, I've, I uh, haven't seen it. I've gotten uh, 1440p. and Is it 2160? Is that the number? I don't remember. Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, that's come back on my iPhone again. During the beta period, I could watch higher than 1080 on my phone. Then when 14 came out, it went away. And then like a couple of days ago, it came back again. So I think hmm. Google's doing whatever it is they need to do again on their end to get ready to push that out. So, um, so there you go. But yeah, of course, the, 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 the review is, is in the works, but now needs to be beefed up with the features of 14.2. So,
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace Let lets you easily create a website for your next idea with unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you need an online store or want to host a portfolio or write a blog or have a podcast. Whatever you want to do, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do it. And the best part is there's nothing to install. You don't have to worry about server patches or upgrades because Squarespace has all of that stuff covered for you. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help that you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and all of their award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I've used Squarespace for a whole bunch of projects. One great feature, if you just need a simple landing page, you can sign up for Squarespace. They have these great one-page designs where you can drop in a picture and maybe links to your social media paragraph, download a resume, something like that. And it's fantastic. You can get it up and running in just a few minutes. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name and to show your support for the show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash connected and the code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Flip-flop. No, uh, thong sandal. Thong sandal.
1: Flip-flopped. Thong sandal. Mm -hmm. You flip-flopped already. Captain Flip-Flop. So, Stephen, how's the, how, uh... You, are you excited about putting a pre-order in for a Pro Max, like we spoke about last time? Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I got a, I got a phone coming on Friday, so...
1: Oh, flip-flop! Oh, hold on. So, I, I, I
2: before we get into these details, I am putting out a call f- to our listeners. Um, somebody needs to make a timeline of Steven's flip-flopping here, and if you can, please use the Westworld... Um, timeline that they did it for like season three, showing like all the different events that occurred in the timeline um, I think bef- like before season three aired, they had like this video or like promo sh- teaser whatever showing like all the different events in a timeline and I feel like that would be really beautiful with Steven's uh, flip flopping for the different iphones he's gonna buy uh, so if somebody can make that uh, we're gonna use it in the show notes thank you flip flop
1: thanks handle so what happened between Wednesday and Friday.
0: So, Wednesday after the show, I went on vacation with my family. And it was a fantastic vacation. The best vacation I've had Congratulations. in years. And I had my 11 Pro with me. I took my iPad mini. actually finished Federico's review on vacation. And I was like, well, I'm going to order the phone. We talked last week about how I was going to give John, like, my credit card. And then the Max was delayed, so I wasn't going to have to order it on vacation. And I really just... You know, I was in the woods, right? Uh, I was one with nature.
2: One with nature. What does
0: that mean? (laughs) It means I was one with nature, man. And (laughs) nature told me that I would be unhappy with the max size.
1: Did you happen to eat any mushrooms when you're, like, foraging in nature or anything? (laughs) Uh,
2: What's the name of that that thing that people do with, like, into a tent with lots of, like... uh, with Can like I? um no 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 like a uh, vision quest and there's like a tent and there's like
1: oh um, nature they drink like ayahuasca and stuff
2: yeah that yes yeah <laughs> was, was it like is that what you mean by being one with nature steven
0: <laughs> i mean i had my young children with me so okay.
2: yes a sweat lodge uh thank you sweat lodge
1: did you go to burning man <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were? It's
2: a single-person Burning Man. <laughs> it's a burning person.
0: Socially distant Burning Man. Anyway, so I just, I really remembered that the, the 10s Max, I just, I didn't like the size at all, and I thought for something that I carry with me and is in my pocket all the time, the size is a really important thing. So I um, I ended up going with the the 12 Pro. It shows up on Friday. It left Alaska yesterday at some point. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to get it. Uh you know, we're gonna talk about all the reviews and stuff in a little while, but it seems like it is an improvement over the camera I have, and I'm I feel good
1: about it. You're gonna regret this. I really feel that you will. Like this was the whole reason in the first place. I I am very confident that in what two weeks time when the reviews will drop i i bet that you're gonna feel like you wish you would have waited
2: I, I i can't believe you've done this
1: this really does i mean i feel like i say this a lot when you do this this like sets a new standard for your flip-flopping
2: this is like the show is making itself we we didn't even have to do anything mike uh-uh. and i we just you have done this to yourself <laughs> you just
1: make it happen
2: oh my god this is incredible so, uh,
0: VVeg in the Discord does point out that the return policy ends the day before you can pre-order the Max. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so
2: we already like we already know all the events that are going to happen. This is just perfect. It's a beautiful thing you've done, Stephen, uh, for the
1: show, not even for yourself. What are you going to do with your old phone?
0: Uh, it's just it's here. I don't I don't have a place for it to live yet.
1: Now you see this is this is it, Federico. This is his get out jail. Free card mm. here, so Stephen will get the new phone on Friday. Yeah, he'll be really happy. Yes. Then the reviews of the new one will come out. Yes. He'll be really sad. Yes. He'll take his sim out of his new phone, uh-huh. put it back in his old phone. Mm-hmm. I guess get somebody to take the old phone back for him because he'll be bed bound because you're having a surgery. Yes. And then. Get the, then pre-order the new one. And they then can come pick months. it up for
2: you. I think at least in Italy, they can come pick it up for you. You don't even have mm. to go anywhere.
1: Look at that. Don't tell him things like that. It's just, it's just mm. adding fuel to the fire over there. No,
2: I mean, there's, there's nothing we can do at this point, right? The wheels are in motion and Steven is getting multiple iPhones. Like, there's yep. literally nothing we can do. And this is perfect. This is perfection. This is podcast perfection if I've ever seen
1: it. Or, 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 even more so, the reviews come out and he decides for a fleeting moment to get a mini.
2: No, 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 no. No.
1: I think the other. I mean, who po- can tell though?
2: The other potential outcome is that it's is gonna keep both for a while, mm. and maybe try and sell the 12 Pro, mm-hmm. or return the Pro Max, if he really doesn't like it. I don't know, Stephen. We were talking about you. What's your opinion? <laughs> 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 we're just speculating here. Yep. I
0: mean, as the chat room and you know Discord point, points out, you know, I did, I did give up the max because it was too big and that
1: my hands haven't changed size you know right but it was i think the the problem was maybe it was too big for no difference
0: mm. Hmm. and your your thought is that the camera would be enough for me to get over the dissatisfaction with the size
1: yes mm-hmm. that is definitely what i think will be the case
0: uh, I, I will say there's people uh, also in the Discord and y'all talking about the Mini. Uh, so my wife has expressed interest in the Mini, which I did not huh. expect. She really likes Touch ID, but she likes that it's a smaller phone than her second-gen SE. So there may be a Mini coming to our house, which uh be, I mean, be interesting. I mean, that's
1: like the perfect phone for Mary, right? Yeah. Because what was the phone that Mary moved to before going down to the SE? Uh,
0: she had the 8 and then went to the SE.
1: Right. So it
0: was the same size.
1: Kate has pointed out in the chat room, uh, Stephen can get a mini, and if he doesn't like it, can give it to Mary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is how all this rolls out. I would just like to to to, to, put, to to make a point here that I don't know if you've considered. What was the last large phone you had?
0: The, ma- the 10S Max.
1: Before the 10S Max.
0: The... Whatever the seven plus. 8 plus, seven plus, seven plus, so I went seven plus to
1: 10. So you went from seven plus to 10. Did, mm-hmm. you, did you were you upset with the seven plus at all to your memory? No, because the 11 pro max is actually ever so slightly smaller than the seven plus,
0: but the screen is so much bigger, the reach,
1: ah, is yes, what kills it. yes, 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 yes. But you might have that problem, and I think you may very well have that problem with the uh, with the 12 pro. Because the screen is bigger. Yeah, we'll see.
0: It's only a little bit taller.
1: Not not yeah. huge.
0: Well, We'll follow up in a couple of weeks.
1: We will.
0: MagSafe stuff showed up. It seems really cool. The clear case is really ugly on the back.
1: It's an abomination. That's so what it is.
0: Uh, what I want is a battery case with this that I can just magnetize onto my phone and it doesn't add all the height that the current one does. Cause the current one, you have the, the lightning port you've got to like line up and get in. And I think it'd be Mm. awesome to have just a MagSafe battery case.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I assume they will do that. Yeah. I don't know why exactly. Like I figure we can assume why Apple doesn't release the battery cases at the same time. Um. But I don't really know who that is to service other than themselves, right? Because like they they don't release the battery cases you'd assume at the same time because they want people to think that the batteries are fine and you don't need one. But I just I don't get the the like long term thinking of that. Right? It's like people want it, just let them buy it, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna make it anyway, why do you make them wait? Because if you're coming from the battery case lifestyle, right, you your battery case and your current phone and you live the battery case life you will be dissatisfied by the battery life in the new phone that you're getting. Right,
0: because you're used to twice that. <laughs> yeah, normally. there's
1: nothing Apple can do to double the battery life in the next phone. So you may as well just release them all at the same time. I I don't, like, realistically, I'm not sure why they why they wait it out like that. I don't know. Or maybe they just assume that people that get the battery case, by and large, are holding onto the phones for longer. Maybe so they're not upgrading every year. I don't know, but still, I just think they may as well release those those battery cases along with the phones.
0: All right, I have another dilemma for y'all.
1: Okay, oh oh, I got well. Just while we're on the the, the idea of all that stuff coming in, so we um, I I will be uh assisting the possession of a twelve Pro this week. So Adina got a. Twelve Pro in blue, which we're getting. Up front. We're actually going to the Apple Store to pick it up.
0: No, hmm.
1: yep, we're gonna see sure what that's that? like. Okay, right, that's the plan. Uh, we uh, we're gonna. My understanding of the pickup process, especially in London, is it's been done outside. It's just what they've been doing before, so we're just gonna see what that's like. We're gonna go to the Apple Store on iPhone launch day and pick up a phone. So wish us luck, I guess, but that's what we're doing. And uh so I'm I'm intrigued. We've got the case has come in. Um we've got one of the plum cases. The cases are nice, but immediately like when picking up the case, it's like, oh, that feels different. Because the edges are all flat and stuff. So mm. I'm I'm very excited for this new phone mm-hmm. from a physical standpoint. We also ordered two of the MagSafe uh, things, but they come next week.
0: Yeah, I, I did a, a Twitch stream about it. But the MagSafe is about the same size as the AirPods case, like the surface of the MagSafe, hmm. which makes sense, right? It's about the width of the back of the phone. But mm-hmm. it was very strange to unbox it because it's like an Apple Watch charger that got rollered <laughs> like squished <laughs> and flatter and thinner. Mm hmm. But it's cool. I think MagSafe's going to be great. I'm going to replace the Mophie charger on my desk with the MagSafe charger that I bought, I think. So, looking forward to all that coming in, and we'll uh, we'll be talking about the phones, I'm sure, much more over the next few weeks.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially more so this time, because it's all spread out.
0: Yeah. And then all of November and December, I get to talk about Apple Silicon Max and Big Sur. It's going to be fantastic. Maybe. You say maybe?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Maybe the event is just for air tags.
0: <laughs> like, sorry, this event took so long.
1: Ironically, we lost the air tags. So. <laughs> we well, we hadn't turned them on yet, so we couldn't put an air tag on the air Do
0: you see the That's... the rumor they're going to come in two sizes?
1: Yeah, I don't really know what the thinking is. Oh,
0: what I mean, I guess so. One is smaller, so you can like put it like in a wallet, and one is bigger. Maybe has better battery life, and you could stick it like in a suitcase. Something that doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm very interested, uh, but also have no use for AirTags in the current state of the world, so.
1: Yeah, it really feels like a product out of time, doesn't it?
0: So does the battery case a little bit. I mean, I know some people use it all the time. For me, at least, it's only on when I travel, and so it's no big deal to me right now that there's not going to be one for the new phone.
1: Right, yeah, 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 it makes sense.
0: Okay, can I, can I present my problem to the connected listenership? Does that include me and
1: Federico, or are we out of this one? I mean, if y'all want to hang around... I would like you to. Oh, so like our opinion's not important.
0: Well, uh, your opinion is important, but I also
1: want listeners to
0: tweet at me with their suggestions for what I do here.
1: Are you doing some social media engagement right now?
0: I am. Okay. Please follow, like, and subscribe. TikTok me. I'm not on TikTok. I'm too old. Okay. Let's rewind back to September. We were doing the podcast-a-thon, which, Mike, was a month ago now. (laughs) Feels a lot longer. Oh, look at that. A lot longer than a month. One of the things during the podcast was I was going to put the wheels on my Mac Pro. We set it. I, I bought them. They came in. I donated the amount of the Mac Pros to St. Jude on my stream to offset the guilt I had about spending that kind of money on something silly. The plan was... Well, because the reason there was you be bought s-
1: the proper wheels mm-hmm. was because of this.
0: Right. Right. So the other side of this that never happened was that Mac sales, you know, OWC, they announced a product in early September called the Rover Pro. There'll be a link in the show notes. It's in the Discord now. And what this product is, it is feet for the Mac Pro, and but they connect to the feet. So with mine, I had to get this like crazy bendy screwdriver and put a weird bit on it, and unscrew the feet, and then put the wheels on. It was, you know, about half an hour's worth of work. These things, the foot stays on there, and there's a top and a bottom part, and the wheels on the bottom part, and it sort of sandwiches over the foot. So if you look in the show notes, there's a link. You can go see this. It makes more sense when you see it, I think. So I ordered them in September. Well, it turns out that was a pre-order, and they didn't come, and they didn't come, because what I wanted to do is I wanted to compare these versus the Apple wheels. And and like a video, make it a milestone in the campaign. I thought it would be fun thing to do. But they didn't ship. And so I said, well, you know, I've got these, I still want to do something with them. So I put the Apple wheels on my Mac Pro in that video. Then I had the feet, right, that came off the Mac Pro, and I put them on the Performa 6400 that we filled up with bouncy balls as we raised money. Uh, a machine that I still have. There's a link in the show notes so you can see where the problem is. The feet of a Mac Pro were never designed to go on a Performa 6400, it turns out. What? I know. (laughs) Who's leading that team over there? I know. Apple's design has really just come off the rails since Johnny Ive left. You would
1: think that now that Johnny left, they would make considerations like this. They have really lost the functional high ground. Has Johnny made any products? I don't know. Has Love From done anything yet? No, I don't think so. I don't don't think so, right? So I figured, well,
0: I'll put these OWC wheels on the Performa, right? So I'll have my Mac Pro with the Apple wheels. i have my Bouncy Ball Performa with the OWC wheels. And I was going to do this. They came Monday, I think. Showed up in the mail, finally. And yesterday, I was like, well, I'll do a stream. I'll put the Performa on the bench and put these wheels on it. If you look at the picture in the show notes, you will see the problem that I have is that the sides of the Performa case come down, Mm -hmm. and the Mac Pro feet are kind of tucked behind it. Now, I put the Mac Pro feet where the feet were for the Performa. So how I did this was I unscrewed the plastic feet that it had and took a Mac Pro foot to Home Depot... And found a screw that fit the threading. I'm the only person to have ever, ever taken a Mac Pro foot into Home Depot. I promise I'm the only one. And so it's in there. It's pretty steady. But I can't put the wheels on it because of the way the OWC wheels work. They, they create that sandwich around the foot. And there's not clearance around the skirt around the bottom of the Performa case. So here are my options. Option number one is to modify the Performa case, which I don't really want to do for a couple of reasons. One, I have to take all the bouncy balls out of it, which takes forever. Uh, I I have a trap door in the back that I can open and pull the balls out, but it takes forever.
1: And also leaves you up to just hilarious mishaps.
0: Like I vacuumed in my office the other day and like sucked up a bouncy ball under a bookshelf into the shop vac. It's like, oh, one escaped under there. (laughs) Nice. So there's that. Um, so I, I could empty the Performa, I could take the feet off, I could build some sort of platform under it that you wouldn't see to give me extra height to clear the wheels. Mm. I can do all of that. I don't particularly want to because it's a lot of work. And I like the idea that the Performa is as it was in the podcast-a-thon, right? I built it to keep it. And you can see in the photos, like I have it, the lights on it. I have it on a, a smart switch. So I tell HomeKit to turn on the bouncy balls and the the, 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 the lights light up. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to modify the Performa. And to get the feet off of it, I have to empty it. So my other thought is, well, I I have these wheels. What else could I do with them? And so that's sort of the question. If people really want me to modify the Performa, I will think about it some more. But what else could I put these OWC wheels on that would be funny or that would be like a good project to do?
1: Well, I have a suggestion. You're not going to like it. Oh, no is that you do what this whole thing was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You put the feedback on the Mac Pro, you put the uh, OWC wheels on the Mac Pro and compare them Mm -hmm. to Apple's wheels.
0: But even then I have to take... The performer apart to get the feet off. Like the way the screws yeah. hold the feet in, I have to have a I know. screwdriver. I, I told you in you're not going to like
1: it. I did, I, I did say you're not going to like it. Don't like it. Um, or maybe, can you buy the feet? Maybe you just buy more feet. I can buy more feet. They're $300. <laughs> Why not just keep adding the cost of this uh, project? Just keep building it up and up and up. And now buy feet. So buy and then feet. Then you have extra feet. Put them on my
0: Mac Pro and then compare.
1: Yep. By feet, put them on the Mac Pro, then do the wheel comparison between the two. So then this becomes a what nine hundred dollar project? How much are the feet? The,
0: uh, let's see the wheels. Uh, so the OWC wheels are two hundred dollars. The Mac Pro wheels from Apple are seven hundred.
1: Seven hundred. The so feet are another
0: three hundred. It'd be a twelve hundred dollar project. Well,
1: that's fine. And we already rent the back money in YouTube <laughs> revenue. Surely, that's how that works, isn't it? Is
0: that how it works? I need to call my
1: accountant. It's got to go viral.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It has to go big on on YouTube for this to work.
1: Well, here's the thing. Do you value $300 more than the time that it will take you to take the feet off the performer. No, oh, that's a question that's hard to answer. <laughs> but that's what you need to work out. Cuz my that would be my suggestion. I'm sure Federico would agree with me. You you bought these two sets of wheels to do a comparison yeah. between the OWC wheels and the MAP and the Apple wheels. Mm-hmm. So do the comparison. Okay. You agree with me, Federico, I'm sure? Yes, I do.
0: See? I knew it. So, Thought let me well. know on Twitter. <laughs>
1: What? You flip-flopped on this one, too. I did flip-flop on this one.
0: Uh let Oh, <laughs> did the feet have a return policy? Also, I could, like, just return the OWC wheels, but I have them, and uh-huh. I feel like I need to keep them. Mac Pro wheels. uh Let's see. Mac. Accessories.
1: I mean, how would you possibly know if something had a return? There's, I can't see anywhere on Apple's website where it says anything has a return policy on it. Mac components.
0: Mac Pro feet $299. kit. $299.
1: Mm-hmm. Why, wow, and get them tomorrow?
0: That's incredible. Well, who else is buying them? That's right. Yeah. People
1: buy the wheels. Nobody buys the feet.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Right. So let me know what
1: people think. I think everyone's going to agree with me and Federico. That I need feet. Mm-hmm. Well, that you need to do what you set out to do, mm. right? Which is to compare the two wheel types. How you go about doing that, that's your own decision that you need to come to as to whether you buy wheels or use the wheels you already own. A feet you already own, I should say.
0: Okay. So let me know on Twitter. Hit me up. I did... There, There is, like, a guess, like, one third option is that I... I mean, even if I buy the feet, like, do the video comparing them, but then, like, what do I put the feet and wheels on permanently? Like, do I get a Mac Mini and
1: put the feet on? Like, something funny? We'll see. I mean, that's all... You know, you decided to go the Performer route. I'm sure you have something else in the studio that you can put, the, put them on. Yeah. Maybe you could uh, put the wheels on a chair oh yeah that's good (laughs) and then you have an extra rolly chair i have a dehumidifier maybe i could replace
0: its wheels with mac pro wheels yeah
1: because you would put you would then put the mac pro feet on something and then put the wheels on that thing yeah there you go (laughs) and that's on you then right imagine all the things you could do put it on my display that's a bad idea yeah
0: okay so we'll see where that goes another thing to follow up on Mm -hmm. let's take another break So I can pay for Mac Profeet. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Mac Weldon. The new normal, in air quotes, uniform has a lot of us searching our closets and drawers for men's essentials that just aren't there. Instead of the usual business casual buttons up and jeans, it's soft knit polos, tees, joggers, and active shorts. I like my shorts to be active. Whatever men's basics you need, Mac Weldon has you covered with unmatched comfort and fit. I know I just made a joke about active shorts, but my favorite thing for Mac Weldon is
1: their sweatpants. They are incredible. I'm wearing them right now. You're wearing them right now. Right now I'm wearing them. The Ace sweatpant. That is a good sweatpant. I would,
0: but it's like 90 degrees in my office and I would die. But once it's cool, I'm just going to wear them all the time because they are super comfortable. They have nice pockets in them, which a lot of sweatpants don't have. So good. Zips. It's fantastic. Mack Weldon promises comfort and a consistent fit across their socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, or active shorts. From working out, going out, going to work, or on a date, or I guess, you know, hanging out on Zoom, Mack Weldon is for everyday life with a wide range of customized fabrics that can keep up with you no matter what your day looks like. And Weldon Blue is their totally free loyalty program. Level one gets you free shipping for life once you reach level two by spending $200, get this, you get 20% off every order for the next year. That is an awesome deal. MacWeldon Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they'll still refund you no questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code CONNECTED. That's MacWeldon.com promo code CONNECTED for 20% off. MacWeldon Weldon is reinventing men's basics. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for the support of the show and Relay FM. It is the week of product review embargoes. So let's start with the phone. We have a whole bunch of links in the show notes a video from MKBHD. Mm-hmm. The Verge did separate videos on the 12 and 12 Pro. Both are really good. And then Gruber wrote a review of Undaring Fireball that I read last night. Also very good. I like his review a lot because he focuses on the size differences in the devices because the 12 pro actually isn't quite as big as the old 10r and 11 and it's uh, kind of an in-between so anyways all very interesting stuff if you haven't seen these like go spend some time with them and I thought maybe we could share our thoughts based on this because so far like we just have some accessories you don't have the phones this is kind of our first look so uh, let's start with some of the accessories let's start with the wallet um this is something that I am interested in I pre-ordered one but I'm maybe second guessing that watching how it performs in these videos.
1: Doesn't look good. Mm. Does not look good. This at is too all. bad. Uh, multiple reasons. One, it doesn't look like it's easy to align very well. Two, the magnets aren't strong enough. So like in MKBHD's video, puts in his pocket, catches in his jeans, pops right off. Three, to get any of the cards out, you have to take the wallet off the phone because the hole, there's a hole on the back which you push the cards out of. Uh, it's not convenient or I think even possible to get the cards out of it without taking it off. Uh, this, is, this is no bueno. Um, and it does call into a question, I think, think the strength of the magnets and or if accessories will hold it and i've seen some people say this and it makes sense that maybe if like the magnets on the other side are strong enough maybe it will be able to to hold on stuff i will say uh i only have the case right but i put adina's iphone 11 in her 12 pro case and stuck it on the side of my fridge today and it held so I don't know. Magnets, how do they work? We're all going to find out. But this magnet wallet, uh, it doesn't look very good. Like, I've seen videos of other people. Uh, I think Jonathan Morrison did this, like, put in the um, MagSafe on the back and the phone will hang off. So, like, maybe the magnets are stronger there and the wallet just doesn't have strong magnets in it. But it doesn't look like the product that we all thought it was going to be, this wallet, for sure. Yeah,
2: I think I'm going to be sticking with, with a third-party uh, wallet case for when yeah. I go out. Yeah. Uh, because that, I, like, I it never once it occurred in the past year that the that the wallet case, the little opening, the little slot opened itself. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's very reliable. I it's have the Bellroy one you use, It's the right? Bellroy one, yes. Uh, I love it. And I, I'm guessing that they're going to make an iPhone 12 Pro Max version. Yeah. So... Because I only use it when I go out, and these days, unfortunately, I don't go out much. I think I'm gonna be sticking with that. Uh, I love the idea of the. Oh, of Federico,
1: the... they're already selling it. There you go. Perfect. Really? They already have it for the 12 Pro, 12 Mini, oh, and perfect. the 12 Pro Max. You can buy it, and it's expected to ship within a week.
2: That's perfect. Okay. So, oh yeah,
1: there it is. You That's should nice. go buy it before we put the show out, and then it, you know, just in case it bumps it. Very nice. But that that looks like the right product for you then still yeah
2: yeah i gonna be sticking mm. with
1: this that's a shame though right
2: really I I, I I had high hopes for this one but just the idea that it's the cards are diff- you basically cannot remove them and it sort of looks like it can slide uh, off the phone depending on the you know if you have like tight jeans for example i don't like it i don't like the sound of that or the look of that so I am going to put in an order for the Bellroy phone case 3 card, 75 euros for the iPhone 12 Pro. Okay. I mean, right. I
1: don't think I would have gone this route anyway, because um, that's just not a thing for me. I I like separation in in those products. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I can see how it would be frustrating for people. I think I could have ended up like buying one for vacations. Right, like if you're at the beach or whatever, I could imagine mm. just having it all in one little type, like compact thing, would be nice. But other than that, I'd like to keep my my wallet and and phone separate. Like I was thinking about this afterwards. Like at first, I was really intrigued about it, but then it's like, ah, don't I don't think I I actually wouldn't be able to go down to three cards very easily anyway. Um, I I kind of have four card minimum, and I I can't imagine not needing those if I need a wallet. Because if I don't need to take four cards, I can just use Apple Pay. So I take my wallet when I need to have all the cards at my disposal. So I think it would be too tricky for me to go to, to change otherwise.
0: I've never really tried this life before. And I thought that the the Apple one could be a, a nice way to get into it. But mm-hmm. if it like slides off the back when you put your phone in your pocket, I don't, that's not great.
1: <laughs> no, especially like, because that's the way i put my phone in my pocket screen towards me mhm right and like and, and i have spoken about this like uh, i use a pop socket right my pop socket doesn't get caught so you could do a th- like what i do what i've just ended up internalizing is i kind of guide the phone into my pocket right so if you did that like, like a,
0: a hand a hand guard or something yeah
1: yeah if you did that the product might not come off but i i still wouldn't want to trust in that system for my wallet yeah so yeah no thank you on that one Mm -hmm.
0: so moving along let's talk some about the colors and finishes Mm
1: -hmm. on
0: the phone It, it seems like the iphone 12 line is really it's like inconsistent the blue is very saturated the product red is not it's like Almost, it's not quite the Coral Ten R, but it's way lighter than, say, the the Product Red iPhone Eight or SE.
1: Yeah, this has surprised me because I assumed that the red in Product Red wasn't something that you changed. I thought it was a fixed color.
0: It's been very similar for a really long time. I mean, my wife has a, a Product Red SE, and it's super saturated; It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. But this thing is just—it just—I was really surprised when I saw it, and. You know, these these reviews are done by people who like know what they're doing on YouTube with color and cameras and stuff. So I believe that they are as accurate as they can be in terms of color reproduction on the video. I just I don't know. It's, it's sort of just surprised me, honestly.
1: Yeah, I've only I don't know about you, but the stuff I've only seen the red and the blue one. I, I don't recall from any of the videos that I've seen. I think even photos, I think I've only seen the red and blue I think Jason Snell has a black one, but I haven't seen any pictures yet um, of, of his. But the colors, I don't like them in the twelve, like the regular twelve. I I do not like them. I don't. I they they don't do it for me. No, Jason has a blue one. Ah, okay. I just checked. Jason has a blue one too. I think. Okay, but the, yeah, they don't do it for me. I'm not. I'm not a fan. mm
0: Hmm. The other thing that surprised me a little bit in looking at the finishes is I think I like the matte rails better this time. and Maybe it's just the Pacific blue, which is what 12 Pro, like most people got, it seems like. I don't like how like the bright blue stainless finish and it seems like a real fingerprint magnet.
1: Well, I don't think you're going to be happy with the silver one that you got then. It's also going to be fingerprint, magnet, but... You'd imagine. Mm -hmm. I don't think silver would be any different. Uh, Me over here in Gold Club, though, I'm having my own experience. Did you see this? This came from Matthew Panzerino's review. This is a long quote here, so bear with me. Most of the iPhone 12 Pro finishes still use a physical vapor deposition... Deposition, I don't know what that word, how to say that. Process for edge coating. But the new gold uses a special high-power impulse magnetron sputtering. Kippin's <laughs> process. Magnetron. Sputtering. S- sputtering magnetron doesn't sound sputtering. good from a machine, right? That Sputtering to me makes it kind of sound like it isn't very efficient, but anyway. Or
0: like the machine is dying as it makes your iPhone <laughs>
1: Like go into the world. So it uses... The HIPIMS process that lays down a coating in a super dense pattern, allowing it to be tough and super bright with a molecular structure that mimics the stainless steel underneath, making it more durable than the standard PVD coating. One side effect is that it's actually easier to wipe clean and takes on less fingerprints, something that my blue model was definitely prone oh, to.
2: Oh, I'm getting the gold one then. Okay. Hey-yo. Yeah, Hey-yo. okay. Well, this is a bunch of beautiful words. Imagine if Johnny Hive could still read this.
1: Yeah. Matthew Panzerino's reviews are always very, very good. Yes.
2: Impulse magnetron sputtering process. the hims the co- uh, There was another one. Um,
1: sputtering robot.
2: Super dense pattern. Well, this sounds very molecular. nice.
1: Molecular. Was it molecular? Molec-
2: molecular structure. Can you mm. say that again, Mike?
0: molecular structure can you can you play up the english in your accent uh i already
1: am
2: i don't know (laughs) is that really your accent like you don't like when you talk at home you're not different
1: um only a little but it's like less fancy it's more all right mate you know not that exact thing but that's closer Mm. to what it is i Mm. guess okay what okay. if I was just like, molecular structure? Is that kind of, is that what you're looking oh, for? Oh, God. Right, okay. Yeah, we found it sounds it. We got really nice. There. I'm going for a bit of the queens, I suppose. There you go. So anyway, I'm very pleased about that gold. And I think that, honestly, though, like, this explains something as to why I was so instantly drawn to it and why it photographs so differently, because they're doing something different to it that makes it look so shiny, because it was the shininess of the images of that phone that made me like oh that's the one i want and it seems like it's made differently to the other ones and that i guess makes sense then why it does look so different because it is different
2: it's all that sputtering that makes it it's all the
1: sputtering i love my gold to be sputtered only if you're not sputtering the gold i do not want it
2: i love my sputtered iphone yes and all those magnetrons magnetron you can tell it's full of magnetrons we should have known from the photo like, it's obviously Magatron.
1: These phones, oh, yeah. though, I mean, irrespective of the colors, which are a bit hit and miss, the overall look of them, I am very into it.
2: I am very into it. So what are the reviews I'm supposed to read? Because as you can tell, like, I've been in total isolation writing.
1: Um, well, watch the videos. What My favorite videos is MKBHD and the two Verge videos. Dita okay. reviews the 12. Neilai reviews the 12 Pro. But like, if you just look at the, the the video footage from The Verge's reviews, like you get a lot of really good looks at like how these phones look. And there is like a, the flatness of these phones is very stark compared to a lot of what mm. else is out there because. Uh, I don't remember which Verge review this was from, but it's basically like there is no curve, right? It's like it goes straight to an edge and then there's a screen, and right? So it's like it's just like these little boxes. But with the way that Apple makes phones these days compared to how they did last time with these, it's quite special, right? There's no chamfering anymore, right? Like there's not this like big like edge. It just is like, boom, boom. And I, they look good. It looks really nice. Very nice. I'm excited. Magnetron. Magnetron. Uh, the Dolby Vision stuff is interesting. So apparently it's backwards compatible uh, with standard displays in a sense that like, if you're going to share it with somebody who doesn't have an iPhone, it will strip the HDR out of the video and share it in a compatible format, which is clever. It's kind of what you would want, right? Um, but because it's... A, so apparently Apple and Dolby seem to work together to create a new version of the Dolby Vision standard to work for these phones. So it means if you have a Dolby Vision television, it has to be updated with the new spec to actually get the HDR to look right. But devices huh. that support it, which currently include all iOS devices... The Apple TV, which has to be in a certain mode, which seems weird, and and no Mac until Big Sur can play back this footage. But apparently, as they're saying, the Dolby Vision video looks fantastic. So I'm excited about that, um, just to see what that looks like. I don't take a ton of video. I don't know if you do, either of you. I don't really take a lot of video at all. I'm a photos person. But I'm intrigued to see what it looks like. Anyway, Stephen, I would bet you would probably take the most video out of the three of us because you have children.
0: Yeah, it's a dad. You know, it's, it's a, a dad, dad parent thing.
1: thing. Dad thing. Hey, kids, get in the home video. Do you do you like take an iPad and you film them with that? That feels like a double dad thing. Federico, do you take a lot of video? Yeah, of my dogs. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. imagine that dogs and children. Yeah, I don't I don't really take mm-hmm. any videos because I don't have a dog or a child.
0: You have an Amazon Echo, you could take a video of it.
1: That's true. I could do that. Or you could get a dog. I don't want one. You can make a child. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. Just a thought.
0: Just have a baby, mm-hmm. so you need to shoot video. Do it for the review, man. Mm. Do it for the job, man. Do it for the listeners. Uh,
1: you know, ha- you know, like I would say, like I had to buy it for my work. It's like I had to have this baby for my work. I will posit that Business one uh, 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 <laughs> at home. We'll see how that goes down.
2: Uh, sure, it's g- most romantic proposition ever. <laughs> it's for the podcast. I need to have
1: a baby for the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you could buy Mac Pro feet and OWC wheels and just put wheels on something same
1: same deal really similar kind of sacrifices
2: Steven I just had a thought I just had a thought can you put the wheels under your
1: shoes <laughs> Oh, you could have like the most expensive Heelys of all time
2: yeah what was the thing between rollerblades and roller skates that we did with the emoji what's oh, the
1: yeah when the shoe has four yeah. wheels is it a roller oh, oh that's skate? a roller skate yeah
2: yeah, can you make roller skates with the Mac Pro wheels?
0: So I'm going to need, instead of four, I'm going to need eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that, what could go wrong? Well, you could There's make no way in which I one myself. Roller skate out I of mean, the wheels, one roller skate out of the OWC
1: wheels, one roller skate out of the Apple wheels, and compare the roller skate ability of the two. Mm. <laughs> That's what people really need to know.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Pasta Boy points out that if you pre-order a baby now, it takes nine months to get here. So that's a very good point. Uh, yeah, the Dolby Vision stuff does look cool. Uh, something that in Eli's review on the verge of it is showing it, and like you see that it's displaying the phone get brighter because it's playing that HDR content. And I think if you you have like an all HDR world, like TV, and you've, you're you know you got a Mac that supports it, and your iPhone supports it, it's going to be fantastic. But I think they were smart to make it backwards compatible because some HDR video that's played on SDR displays looks bananas, and so they've done things I guess to, to keep that from happening, which you would expect from Apple. They they. Even though they break forward in a lot of ways, when it comes to this sort of thing, it's like when they, they change the file formats for photos, right? Like you can still share it as a JPEG and you still shoot it as a JPEG if you mm-hmm. want. Uh, so they, they think they do a pretty good balance of that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so let's, let's talk about 5G. Okay. It's here if you're in the right place. If you're not in the right place, it's not there. Uh, I do want to point people to Joanna Stern's video. Uh, about ultra wideband 5g which is the really fast one she went to uh, an empty stadium that was outfitted with verizon's 5g ultra wideband and the speed is just mind-blowing of course she's the only person there ultra wideband that the problem is that it's super limited in range like all around this stadium they have lots of these shots of these huge boxes that are the antennas and there's just probably hundreds of them just in the one area so it's, it's not what most people will see. Most people will see sub-6 out and about. Um, what is neat, though, is, is a couple little details that I don't think we knew before. Uh, one, I don't think Apple did maybe mention this one, that the phone will use LTE and then just jump up to 5G when, you need when needed. Yeah. You, you can also, in settings, turn 5G off completely mm-hmm. if you don't want to even deal with that. And uh, tethering. So if you tether... From your phone to your Mac or to another device, that the I guess the bandwidth of the tethering itself has gotten better this year, and so you can get higher speeds when tethering than you oh, could good. before. So you can imagine if you're tethering on ultra wideband, it's like, oh yeah, I got you know 800 down on my on my laptop or my iPad. That'd be pretty sweet. So it's, Apple has thought about that too, and it does seem like. This is mostly a feature that future-proofs this phone. I don't think you need to rush out and buy an iPhone this year just for 5G. But if you happen to have it now, it'll be nice. And if you know most people keep their phones two, three, four, five years, it's really important for those purchases. So you can see why Apple did it, even if it's a little bit on the early side, maybe.
1: Well, and don't forget, though, like that's only really decent advice in America because the ultra-wideband version... Is only an American product. So, like the iPhone 12 slot outside of America isn't future proofed enough for 5G because it doesn't mm-hmm. have support for ultra wideband. Uh, one detail from Dita's review that I liked, which is I didn't know, I hadn't heard this anyway yet, that the iPhone will now be aware if you have an unlimited data plan. And if you do, you can download things like system updates over the air with LTE. Ooh. Because it knows that you don't have a meter, so why not just give it to you if your fa- if your speeds are fast enough, which could be really good for people who can get faster LTE or five G than they can home internet. Because for five G, that is the future of it, right? Is that you might be able to be in a situation where your broadband is slow because you can't get fiber, but they can put five G in you know in the street outside. And then you can get faster internet at home that way. So that seems like a cool thing. Um,
0: yeah, I just changed my AT and T plan around. The plan I was on was old, and sent me some notice like you got to change or whatever. And so we're on unlimited data with tethering G5G. now, which is is uh, yes with five G. <laughs> um, You're gonna
1: have five G before me because I'm not gonna do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's like rolled into the new AT and T plan. So, anyways, uh, that's uh. I'll have all the Gs. And just to clarify, ultra-wideband is Verizon's millimeter wave. Like, that's the same tech. I think they just... I think... I. I think the terms are interchangeable but it's the same thing. It's the really high speed 5G millimeter
1: wave is the fast kind. Verizon's calling it ultra wide band. It's the same technology. Yeah. And the
0: and the and the sub-6 is sort of the the run of the mill yeah. 5G that has much better coverage in terms of area.
1: Yeah, and it's faster, but it's not dramatically faster. It's just a bit faster right. than 4G or LTE. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, I mean all in all like I'm excited for these phones. Uh, I think I'm I think honestly I'm more excited than I was um, one thing that I've I've really thought more about since the event, I think the iPhone event was really confusing in places. I hated
1: the event. I think, <laughs> I think I, I was angry. <laughs> the event made me angry because it was so confusing.
0: Yeah, I mean they they didn't talk about five G and other carriers until like one slide, but I think I think even like all the back and forth that we did and all of our peers did and, and tech reporting about. What exactly was different on the cameras and the size and everything? Like Apple just didn't do a good job explaining it. And they also haven't done a good job on their website even showing, especially the twelve pro. Like all the images are like draped in black. It's like the phone is emerging from the mist. Like, what will it look like? I mean, I get they want to be like have good branding and stuff. and like you know, like even at the event the twelve pro was announced in at night, I guess, when it was dark and and the twelve was in daylight. like, I get all that, but at some point, I think the flashiness can get in the way of actual information people need. I think Apple may have gone too far this time.
1: It's just interesting to me that like they they had the ability to to do whatever they wanted, you know, like they they ha- you know it's it's like they could make that event whatever they wanted it to be because it was pre done. You know what I mean? And I just think that they did a really weird job of explaining some of the stuff. And like they watch, you know, they must have been watched back, and it's like it's too fast, right? It's like it was way too fast, too much information, and a lot of it not explained well enough. I was frustrated by it, honestly. Yeah, but I'm still yeah. waiting. Anything else on the no, phone? I mean to me, it's just like all of this looks great, but all I want to see is what the the camera and the Pro Max does. Mm-hmm. That's what I care about. Yeah, me too. Yeah, do you though? Cause maybe, you maybe, maybe. Well. maybe.
0: <laughs> all right up next we're going to talk about the ipad air our very own Federica vatici got a review unit so we're going to talk about that after this break to tell you about pingdom from solar winds while you've been listening to this podcast how would you know if your website had gone down if customers couldn't click that buy now button or access your content you could stumble across the problem by luck or maybe someone would take the time out of the day to email you or send you a tweet but that's not A good system, and you need a good system for stuff like this. You need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your site, and more importantly, when it's not. You need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. Pingdom helps keep your sites and the sites you love, like Relay FM, online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you're alerted depending on the severity of the outage so you can get all sorts of things, push notifications, text, emails, all sorts of options. Plus, they track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting your users' experiences. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All you have to do is give them the URL you want to monitor. That's it. They take care of the rest. So, go to pingdom.com slash relay FM right now for a 14 day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Federico, tell us uh, some about the iPad Air.
2: I don't know what you want to know. Uh, it looks like an iPad Pro 11 inch, it really does look like that. Um, I got a Sky Blue review unit uh, with the Magic Keyboard, the Apple Pencil, and the blue, actually deep navy, smart folio case. Uh, I had a review on Mac stories. I've been able to write and edit that review in two days. So that's a new record for Oof. me, and I'm really happy easy about easy. that. Very easy, especially after the iOS mm-hmm. 14 review. Very easy. Uh, I need to thank four people that really helped me this past today. days are very own steven who sent me a video file that i use for testing purposes for exporting mm-hmm. 4k content
0: N- what video file was that
2: it was the mac
0: pro video
2: yeah 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 uh sylvia who did the wallpapers for ipad brian who did another special graphic for the wallpapers and john who went to sleep, went to bed really late last night because he read the review last night. Um, So thank you, John. John has always been, as we know, the the most trustworthy person I know. So just wanted to have a... (laughs) Although you didn't give him
1: your credit card.
2: (laughs) No, I just gave him a... I gave him a draft of a review that was under embargo with a non-disclosure agreement. So... I mean technically broke the rules I mean yes I, well he's, uh, he's part of the company so I didn't break any does breaks. it work like that? Um, I don't think it works
1: like that <laughs> everyone needs an editor right? everyone needs an editor what are you going to do?
2: yes yes um, so yeah just ask me whatever I, I have all the answers well most of them no I do have all of them I have all the answers whoa,
1: whoa, whoa that, was a wild, <laughs> that was a wild ride wasn't it? it's been a bit of a
2: roller coaster
1: yeah. right he's one yes, with nature
2: <laughs> I I I really am. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, ask me AMA. Ask me anything.
0: So physically, this thing is basically identical to the 11 inch iPad Pro with USB C, right? I mean, you, in your pictures side by side, they they look identical. The, the, I guess the borders are slightly bigger around the display, but is that yeah. even noticeable in, in everyday use?
2: If you pay attention, like if you look really closely, if you know where to look, you can see the differences, right? Uh, the bezels are slightly thicker on the iPad Air compared to the iPad Pro. You don't really notice the difference in everyday usage. It's like, I don't know, 2 millimeters, 3mm? Millimeter, yeah, I think it's like 2 millimeters. It's like barely noticeable. Uh, you can tell in the photos if you zoom in, and you can tell that the iPad Pro has slightly thinner bezels, but it doesn't make it doesn't have any negative consequences on the overall look of the device. It looks premium. It feels premium. It feels like an iPad Pro. The other, I think, element that kind of gives it away is the Touch ID button. Uh, it's longer. It's bigger. It's got a bit of a bump compared to the standard top button and it's glossy. It's got a glossy finish that matches the finish of your of your iPad. And then it's it mostly looks the same. I mean, obviously, if you compare the back of the device and if you have a 2020 iPad Pro with the white camera, ultra-wide camera and lighter scanner and the big square-shaped camera bump, Um, That's another factor that shows you the differences because the iPad Air only has a single lens. It's only got the same 12-megapixel white camera of the iPad Pro. It's the same one. But it doesn't have LiDAR and it doesn't have the ultra-wide lens. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it feels like an iPad Pro, works like an iPad Pro, and it supports the same accessories. So Magic Keyboard and second-generation Apple Pencil. And the Magic Keyboard is literally the same on the Apple Online Store it's l- now labeled as Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro 11-inch and iPad Air 4th generation. <laughs> <My laughs> review <Re-use unit>, it. <laughs> my review unit just says uh, Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro 11-inch. Yeah. It's literally the same. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, 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 they are very similar devices. Obviously, the uh, the components inside are different and the, t- the technologies are different. Uh, but in terms of using them, it just feels like using an iPad Pro.
0: How is Touch ID on the iPad? Does it change the experience from the Pro in any like real meaningful uh, way?
2: So I think if you if you evaluate that in isolation coming from older devices with Touch ID, I think it's fine and it works well. Um you don't have the home button anymore, but you do get the edge-to-edge display and Touch ID is fast. It works well. Same performance as the second generation Touch ID, I think. Uh you can either click if you're on the lock screen you can either click the button to wake the display and unlock the device you just gotta rest your finger on the sensor for like a split second or you can tap the screen or press the space bar if you have a keyboard
1: and then rest your finger and that that will unlock the the ipad i feel like you would stop doing that right so like that the, the what you just described there is with the face id ipads you Tap the space bar, Face ID recognizes you and it opens. So, like Mm. anybody that uses Mm. a keyboard on their iPad Pro all the time, this is how you unlock your iPad. You just tap a key, especially the space bar, because the space bar will perform the opening for you. But if you had to tap the space bar, then put your finger on the touch ID, you just wouldn't do the space bar tapping. You'd always, like, I feel like you would just unlock, you would just tap. You would just just click it. it. Right. Because you have to go up there anyway. anyway. You may like, yeah, yeah,
2: and that's and that's the thing, right? Um, In isolation, it's fine; it works well. It's got the same performance of like the iPhone Seven or the iPhone SE. Like it's the standard um, second generation, I think, Touch ID, Um, and the button is also fine. It's a physical button; it's not like a like a haptic button. It's a real thing that you can push and it moves slightly, and it's glossy, so it Mm. looks nice. Mm. But coming from the iPad Pro. I prefer Face ID at this point. I prefer Face ID especially on the iPad because I tend to use my iPad Pro indoors. So when I'm not like yeah. in my house, when I'm yeah. not wearing Yeah, and an that's mask. the
1: thing, right? It's like we're, we're all asking for Touch ID back on our phones. Yes, I do.
2: I would love to have this Touch ID, even this like this kind of Touch mm-hmm. ID, right? Not even under the display, just in a button, it mm-hmm. will be fine. Uh, but on the on the iPad pro I really prefer face ID because all I need to do is just sit in front of my iPad pro with the magic keyboard press the spacebar and face ID does its thing and unlocks automatically yeah. and I'm like I don't need to like he removes the need to think about authentication it just
1: happens face ID on the iPad pro is the best implementation of face ID as well right so like that's that's the awkward part of this but Yes. Right. Like, so uh, my expectation is kind of what you've described and what you wrote in the review, right, is that if you, to go from the iPad Pro to the iPad Air, the biometric question is is a murky one. It would be it would surprise me if anybody preferred it. But if you are coming from any other iPad, it's I can't imagine it being as much of an issue right no it's fine you basically
2: instead of reaching to the like if you're using it in landscape on on a, at a desk instead of reaching to the right side it just reaches to the left side uh, if you're using the magic keyboard because touch id is it's it's still in a button it's just a different button and it's and it's okay if anything yeah. you are n-
1: and they learned with the face id right it indicates where the button is for you, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. It does. you have that That's indicator nice. on screen, and if anything because you don't have the home button anymore you're not, you know, leaving smudges and fingerprints on the display on the, on the black bezel around the display you're just touching the, the top button, so um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's fine it works, it's touch ID in a button, and I kind of missed it and I really hope that it's coming to the iPhone eventually
1: So, you mentioned in the review a bunch about the fact that one of the big things for you is the promotion display, that it's not here. Yeah. Now, I've been trying to think about this recently because I don't have comparison devices. So I don't have an iPad that doesn't have promotion display. I don't have an old one, like, knocking around. I guess my Mini, so I could do a comparison there. But like I haven't thought about like putting the two things side by side so considering you have been doing that side by side comparison which is just not something I thought that to do what are you actually seeing or not seeing with the promotion display that would make you miss it in this device like I would like you to try and explain it a little bit for me like what is the experience difference like
2: without promotion when you scroll the screen any kind of Movement, any kind of animation on screen, after you've gotten used to promotion, you always see like a blur. Right. You always see like it's not fluid.
1: It's because I don't have it on my phone, right? And I don't, I, I don't feel like I notice a difference between my iPad and my phone.
2: You don't notice the difference because it's a small right. display, and it's easier not to see the difference when a display is small. When a display is bigger. Like if the best test really is to uh, swipe around the pages on the home screen. Without ProMotion, you kind of see the blur b- behind the icons when mm. you scroll. And with ProMotion, you just don't. You just see like the 120Hz refresh. It means everything is just fluid. And when you scroll, like all the pixels like stay in place. I don't know how... How to describe, you just got to see it, but really, I, I guess without promotion, I kind of see a blurry, uh, blurry leftovers on screen. Um, for any animation, right? For uh, swiping across pages of icons, for closing apps, it's just not as fluid, it's just not as fast. And you can tell that the screen is not refreshing itself fast enough,
1: okay? Yeah, because that, because I've been thinking about it, um, over the last week or so, right? Because we didn't get promotion on the iPhone. And I know it's something I want, but I I don't know why I want it, right? Like, I, I want it because I figure it's going to be better. I believe people that tell me that it's way nicer on a phone to have a high refresh rate display. But, like, the only device I have on it is my iPad, but I'm super used to the way that the iPad feels now. So in my mind, I'm just assuming that, like, that promotion display is just part of the iPad experience. It's part of what makes an iPad nice to use. But I didn't have something to compare it with. But now I, you've reminded me. I had that Mini, right? So I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to just just play with the Mini yeah. and the the Pro. But the, the thing is about that is like the Mini's display is so much worse than the Pro's display anyway that it might not be a good comparison. It really does feel like probably the best comparison is like side by side is the um. The, the iPad Air and the eleven inch iPad Pro because I guess display-wise yeah. they're probably closest to right is aside from the promotion does the dis- is the display comparable?
2: Oh yeah, it supports uh, right. true tone, w- uh, white color, the same anti-reflective coating that is now really anti-reflective, and uh, it's I guess it's slightly dimmer okay. than the iPad Pro by one hundred nits. Oh no, so. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't really f- know what that means. <laughs> it <those> n- <laughs> doesn't What about minutes. the pixels um, per inch? Yeah.
1: Do you know that? It's okay if you don't. That's stu- same, same
2: same PPI. Yeah. It's
1: yeah. a great dis- There's it's like a, a great tw- iPad, right?
2: It's a really it's a really great iPad. It does it's like a really the best way to think about it, it's a, it's an iPad Pro without some pro hmm. stuff. Um what you're losing is I would say Face ID, the ProMotion display and the larger storage options. Yep. Because you can get an iPad Pro that goes all the way up to one terabyte of storage. The iPad Air maxes out at 256 gigs of yeah, storage. Yeah, that's where
1: the price part starts to get a bit murky for me. It's like 599 for 64 gigabytes. And the next one is 256 for $749. Yep. and. Yep. Then it's like, as you mentioned in the review, a 256 gigabyte iPad Pro is $899. So that price difference is getting closer and closer the more that you go up. And I've previously said it on the show and I stand by it, 64 gigabytes is not enough for an iPad in 2020. It just isn't enough storage for a device which will be used for heavy media consumption. Right, like you are, it's what an iPad, it's like part of what the iPad is for is a big design, like use case for these devices. It's like you fill that thing up with video when you're traveling and 64 gigabytes is mm-hmm. not going to get you very far. Um, so I, I, that is the, for me, like not having used the thing and read your review and looked at the specs, the biggest downside of this product, I think is the starting storage. I think 64 gigabytes is way too small.
2: Yeah, agreed, agreed. And um, the, I mean, the when you get to the to the larger capacity of the Air, if you max it out, there's only like a hundred and fifty dollar mm. difference between the same storage of the iPad Air and the iPad Pro. But really, what like my takeaway from this is that the market for the 11 inch iPad Pro just became a lot smaller, and it kind of feels like. And this is from the conclusion of the review, so sorry for the spoilers, I guess. But my my speculation here is that the this move of having the iPad Air being so similar to the iPad Pro 11-inch maybe suggests that Apple is sort of giving those themselves the opportunity to make more expensive and maybe even bigger iPad Pros mm-hmm. in the future. Because they're, they have this new baseline for an 11-inch tablet, right? And it's a very good iPad. And it's got... Arguably, it covers the essentials of the iPad Pro experience really well. You have the Magic Keyboard, the second-generation Apple Pencil, and the edge-to-edge display. And sure, the iPad Pro 11-inch has more stuff, but it kind of feels like... I mean, I think at this price point, the iPad Air is a better deal than an 11-inch iPad Pro. And I kind of read sort of between the lines here Sort of feels like Apple is saying we now have this iPad Air, it's 11 inch, it's an 11 inch tablet. Now, in the future, we can make a more expensive iPad Pro, a 12 point, a more expensive 12 point 9, and maybe even a larger iPad Pro uh, because we now have this really solid option at 11 inches. So, I don't know, this is all speculation on my part. Obviously. If you, if you are a professional user and you really feel like you absolutely need an 11-inch tablet, then the 11-inch iPad Pro is the answer for you. But as I argued at the end of the story, I think the question now, if you're in the market for a new iPad and you're thinking about the iPad Pro, I think the real answer you should ask yourself is not, should I choose between the iPad Air and the 11-inch iPad Pro? I think the real question is, do I need a 12.9-inch iPad Pro? because that's the I think on balance that's the deciding factor at this mm-hmm. point the uh, I think the I iP- the 12.9 inch iPad pro is now more important in a way than the 11 inch iPad pro because of the iPad air
0: yeah I think I think that makes sense and I do tend to agree with you that I think it gives Apple options with the pro that it doesn't have currently I mean for someone who has a pro now I don't think this is a purchase that makes sense but if you're holding on to right an older iPad Pro, you know, one of the Touch ID ones or an original uh, you know, kind of basic iPad or something like that, this is a, this seems like a fantastic upgrade.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I agree with that and I don't think anybody like, I compared the iPad Air and the 11 inch iPad Pro not because I'm suggesting that there's gonna be people who are gonna switch from the iPad Pro to the iPad Air. Like, you shouldn't do that because even the 2018 11 inch iPad Pro, which I have, outperforms in multi core, for example, the iPad Air. And it's got ProMotion, and, you know, it's an iPad Pro. You can get it in one terabyte of storage. USB transfers go all the way up to 10 gigabit per second. Like, it's still an iPad Pro. But I think what you said, Stephen, if you have an older iPad, like a base model iPad, or the old iPad Air, for example, maybe even an iPad mini, this is a really good iPad. And to me, this is the new default. Like someone who doesn't have an iPad at all and wants to buy a new one, I would recommend, like before, I would have said, get the 11-inch iPad Pro. Now I would say, get the iPad Air. Because this is the new default, I think. Like if you don't have an iPad at all. I think you c- and if you don't need promotion, if you don't need one terabyte of storage, if you don't need fast data transfers, just get this one.
1: It really does feel like there must be updates coming to the iPad Pro that are gonna push it, right? It, it, you, mm-hmm. you'd, that would be the natural assumption because they didn't need to take all of the steps that they took with this iPad Air to get this close. Yep. Yeah to the iPad Pro like that and they left some things out but arguably some of the things they left out were the things that maybe make the most sense to leave out if you're going to leave stuff out but like the design um especially right like it's like you maybe didn't have to make it look exactly like one uh like the the pro so it's, it's it's very intriguing your review did remind me Federico of the time when the iPad Air used to be the Pro iPad
2: remember that used to be the, the it used to be the the best one the, the, it was the
1: only one that did multitasking for a while
2: it was the only one and in fact i linked mm-hmm. my uh one of my first like big ipad stories the one about the ipad air 2 from 2015 mm-hmm. uh that was before ios 9 and before the ipad pro
1: i bought um, uh the ipad air 2 in san francisco i think the day after the wwdc keynote where they announced multitasking because I didn't have one. Oh yeah, uh, no, wasn't I wasn't there. 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 I wasn't was in there. San there. Francisco. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Did you ever do a San Francisco and at-
2: What, just one? The last one, the very last one. I closed the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember. I went and bought it because it was like, oh, I want to try that. That sounds like uh, a good thing, and turns out it yeah. was.
2: Uh, I have one particular complaint okay. here that I need to share: the sky blue color. Mm. It really isn't blue. It re- like it, it's a very, very subtle shade of blue. And in certain daylight conditions, if the light hits it just right, you can tell that it's sky blue. I really, tr- I don't think it comes. You know, from from my photos, I don't think you can tell that it's a no. sky blue color. I like the and color I in
1: your photos. I like the color that Apple puts on their website. Those two colors are not the same. Sure, <laughs> right? no, and like I kind of tried
2: in multiple, like from deep, like in different places, uh, inside and outside, and then I just figured let's just use net plenty of natural light and see what happens. And that photo, like th- that's just what it looks like. It's like it's silver. It really does look silver. And if you're indoor, uh, and you have standard LED or fluorescent lights, it just looks kind of Gray and kind of silver.
1: Have you considered that it's sky blue because it matches the color of the sky that's above you? And maybe depending on who you are in the world, it's different color. Oh no,
2: my my sky very is very blue, the bluest than, sky. Then it's the, yeah, it's the okay. clearest blue. um Yes, and um, no, no, no. This is really not as blue as you would think it is, um and also like the mismatch between the deep navy smart folio and the sky blue. Like, I don't get it.
1: Well, that was just a mistake on the part of the person who put your review package together.
2: Well, no, because...
1: Why would you choose that? You would get a different color.
2: Because, I know, but on principle, they should have made the surf blue Mm. folio. That they do sell right now for the 11-inch iPad Pro. <laughs> I just don't get it. Why does the 11-inch iPad Pro get fun Smart Folio colors yep. but the iPad Air, which is advertised as being the which fun the one way with the colorful Usually options... the iPad Pro it's gets like,
1: terrible colors.
2: Exactly. And, and instead, the iPad Air got the terrible colors. I mean, have you seen the green Smart Folio? I'm going to look at it's like an abomination. It's...
1: it's, it's it's a horrible. It's a horrible The Cypress green. Screen. It's not the best yes. screen. I like I would pair your uh iPad with the pink citrus iPad Air uh, Yeah. smart folio. It's probably the one I would
2: go yeah. with. Yeah. And so but otherwise, really good, really, really good iPad. The Can you
1: imagine if difference? they released this iPad without there being a pro? You know, like just that world, like how great that would be. We'd be
0: freaking out, man. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Oh, if, like
1: they released this one with the iPad Pro before they made this iPad Pro design, like how conflicted it would be. Yeah, it would be. You know what I mean? Like if the iPad Pro looked like it did the original design, right? And then they brought out a new Pi- iPad Air and it looked like this. Oh my God, that'd be wild.
2: Yeah, it would have been incredible. Um uh, Also, I want to mention the A14 Bionic, which is in this iPad. Uh, It's not in the iPad Pro, obviously. The iPad Pro is still on the A12Z um, system. Um, And the A14 Bionic, in single-core performance, it beats comfortably the A12Z Mm -hmm. of the 2020 iPad Pro. So I really want to see what happens once Apple makes that A14X uh, chip that was rumored a while back as being the the chip for the first Apple Silicon Mac and the next Mm -hmm. iPad Pro. I wanna see the performance of that. I think it's gonna be really fun. And uh also touch ID in a in a button. I really hope that Apple brings this to uh to the iPhone and to iPads. So I'm really into the idea of multiple authentication options now because of the pandemic. I think it's really needed.
1: Like now now that they've made it, like I I can't believe that they would do all of that just for this one product. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Do it to the mini next. Do this iPad Air Please. to the mini next. Come on, Apple.
2: Oh my God! Imagine. Did you see the footnote that I had about the mini? I didn't see that. No. Yeah, there was a footnote like imagine an iPad Mini with a liquid Retina display, uh, Touch yeah, ID. Yeah. That's the dream. And yeah, and the A14. Yeah, it, it would have been. It would be really, really nice.
1: Like the original iPad Mini. Like, do you remember the original iPad Mini was just way too powerful? Yeah. Right. Because like, it was, was it the original one or the second one where it was like they brought out the regular iPad and the iPad mini and they were exactly the same except screen size difference?
2: The second one went Retina and, mm-hmm. and it was incredible. Yes. Please. So yeah, iPad Air, there's a review, there's photos, there's wallpapers. If you're a club member, good wallpapers. It's a, it's a really good iPad. Thank you. Well, Sylvia made them. So yep. thank, thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Thanks, Sylvia. <laughs> And we also have iPad Air wallpapers. And as John, uh, John noticed on App Stories, these are probably the w- world's first iPad Air wallpapers. Like, you cannot find any, any other iPad Air wallpapers because this is a new 10.9-inch mm. display. So this is, like,
0: kind of an exclusive.
1: It's not that great of an exclusive. I'm pleased for you, well, but, like, as far as world's yeah, it's first... It's like I'm the first a, person who w-
0: filled a performer with bounty
1: balls. Like, cool. <laughs> well, exactly. first.
2: Look, we can have our own personal world records. Okay. Let no, me I mean, I'm this. in favor of it. I need to no one's have
1: taking this. it away from you. You've definitely done okay. it. Okay. okay Maybe
0: I put the Mac Pro feet and wheels on NexServe. I could be the first person to do that. I don't want you to do that. Something to think about. I want you to do what, what I asked you to do. Oh, I think that about does it this week, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to find links to everything we spoke about, including Federico's excellent iPad Air review... They are in the show notes. You can find them on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 317. While you're there, there's some fun stuff you can do. You can send us an email with feedback or follow up, or you can become a member. Members get a lot of cool perks, including Connected Pro, which is a episode each and every week without ads and with bonus stuff. Uh, This week's pre-show was a real adventure. I'll just leave it at that. You can find us all online. You can find Mike Hurley online. He's on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike, I have a question about podcasting for you. No way. I know. It's weird, right? Do you remember or do you know what year Apple added podcasts to iTunes?
1: Um, I know it was the same keynote as the Intel transition. Mm-hmm. so i'm going to say that that was in the year two thousand and seven I, I would have said three or oh five oh five or oh seven it's oh five right. i knew it was one of the two i knew it was one of the two no well, i'll put
0: macworld's live blog of it that jason and peter cohen did that's fine <laughs> the show that that
1: that, that Uh, keynote is so fun for me because it was the keynote that made me decide i was buying my first mac and it's Mm -hmm. also the time that apple put podcasts in itunes so just like for Mm -hmm. me personally what a seminal moment in my life right where i became a decided to be a mac user and also oh hey podcasting looks interesting
0: you can find federico online on twitter at Vitici v-i-t-i-c-c-i he is the editor-in-chief of macstories.net. Federico, I have a question for you. Okay? What is your favorite international food?
2: Well, I will mention a recent discovery of mine, which is a vegetable that we don't really see here in supermarkets in Italy and that would be pak choi. Hey.
1: Yes. There you go.
2: I discovered this a few months ago and I'm I am absolutely in love.
1: Stephen, so, have you ever eaten pak choi? No, in fact, I was googling it quietly in the background. Ah, it's very nice. It's got almost like it's a, got a slight, very, very slightly kind of spicyish taste. Oh to yes, diet, it's like. a type of Chinese cabbage.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Google served you all. Well. Very flavorful uh,
0: varieties are popular in southern China and Southeast Asia. It's winter hardy, increasingly grown in Northern Europe. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I just knew all that. Not Definitely uh, not reading from the internet. It's interesting that you know all of that, but you've never tried it. You don't have to taste something to know it. Right. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my writing over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Squarespace, MacWeldon, and Pingdom. Until next time, gentlemen, say goodbye.
2: Arrivederci. Cheerio.
0: Bye, y'all.